Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it is Sunday morning and we are coming back at you live. Well, live for us recording this. You listening will be listening to a recorded message, but we are live here. It is not Memorex. We are back with Before the Three Count, coming off of the gears of time turning. The clock is ticking. AEW Full Gear was last night, and we will be going down your full rundown for that show. I am the one, the only, G.A. West, and I be coming at you with the host with the most, the one, the only. Unnamed host, a.k.a. Clarence Mason. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Going back in the greats. Indeed. Indeed. Turning to the stars. Indeed. Indeed. And uh, we might need you to make sure to keep us legally on track today. Make sure we don't say anything false or libel. Was my man an actual uh, lawyer or was that full, was that was that gimmick? I think he was an actual lawyer. Okay. It's, uh, you know, we've got the Google, the, the Google machine already fired up. Right, because so I don't know if I heard, him, heard of him uh, in the Indies. So yeah. you might be right. They, they just, uh, swooped them up. Uh, yeah, crazy. You want? You ready for this? Yes, sir. Real name Herman Stevens. He's okay. an American attorney and former oh. professional wrestling manager, best known for his gimmicks as Clarence Mason in the World Wrestling Federation and yep. Jay Biggs in World Championship Wrestling. I do not remember his WCW tenure. Was it before? Me neither. Before or after WWF. Apparently, it was after WWF from 1999 uh-huh. to 2000. Oh, so it was. All right, so I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Do you think he was uh, managing um, when Harlem Heat became with um, Ahmed Johnson? Um, what, what, what were they called? The New Harlem Heat, something like that, or Harlem Heat like, 2000? Like, yeah, Harlem Heat 2000. I'm trying to think of like other teams that he might have managed. So you're right with Harlem Heat 2000. Okay. And uh, the other person he managed was Chris Canyon. Who better? Really? Who yeah. better? But then, all right, so this must have been all right. So all right, Canyon was Mortis for like a good chunk of his early WCW career. But then I know he had that whole program with you know DDP um, with the wig and stuff. But I'm trying to figure out when was uh, oh boy like managing him in that time period. Yeah, this says he managed him for a few months when he first got there, and then he left him and okay. managed um, Harlem Heat 2000. Which makes a little more sense. For sure, for sure. Um, but all right, all right. Well, hopefully he enjoyed his uh, tenure. Um, as a, I'll be curious, uh, you know, wrestlers, you know, they can make up to six or seven figures. But what do managers get? Like it's strictly, like I imagine Paul Heyman gets probably a hefty amount just because he's a vet in the biz. But I'm just curious what like, you know, managers be getting strictly as a managerial role and not you know any wrestling uh, performance. Like what they be getting paid. That is a fantastic question. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I've heard Cornette talk about, you know, the money he made, but that's talking back in like the 80s and the early 90s. And he ran uh, a Well, yeah, but I've, I've heard him specifically talk about his managing money. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because uh, he's, he's talked about um, when he was managing the Midnight Express, and yeah. uh, he explained that he was like their real manager. So he handled the money, the hotels, like all the things. Oh, so he was like pretty much... Uh, what uh, Eric um, uh, Eric uh, uh, 
who we had on the show. I'm like, it's oh, uh, sorry, Chad Epic. In the morning, Chad Epic. Yes, yes. Uh, my brain hasn't fully. <laughs> I understand. Chad Epic, shout out to him. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's a throw, not a throwback to him, but like it's it's similar, pretty much uh, roles. Yes. Yep. Uh, being a, an actual, not just a manager in you know wrestling, whatever, but First you know, actually doing the managing. Do you think that should? Do you think they that should be uh, brought back? Yeah, like, absolutely. You, I was gonna say, would you like to have somebody, obviously, um, you know, manager? day-to-day activities and would you be keen as far as like giving up a percentage to whatever the case may be of uh, bookings absolutely absolutely uh, that's actually what i thought tacos was gonna uh, be for me uh when he and i had first started working together um, yep. we talked about it being like an actual managerial role right, right right and do you think guys in the business guys and ladies in the business should have that or do you think that can just add to possible issues in the, down the road I, I think it's a great thing um you know i wish things had worked out with doc so that i um you know but unfortunately they didn't uh, right. but i'm still uh i'm still open to working with a manager i've actually recently uh talked to our former guest chad epic okay uh, about maybe doing some stuff together nice nice uh, now is there a difference yeah. between a manager and an agent um in wrestling terms or in like entertainment terms well this because almost other than like yeah i guess maybe in entertainment terms because yeah because the agent won't be on the court or on the hollywood set like a manager would well i guess yeah not, yeah acting that your agent can still be on set and be like yeah. talking to the producer director but i guess they're not in front of the camera as much as if you're on you know WWE or AEW, you could be on camera as a manager maybe not the indies uh as much but yeah, I'm just curious if there was like if there's like a differential between the two. In entertainment, there is. Okay, um, they still percentage off of whatever the you know the client makes. Yes, and, and many. Bookings. No, what's that? And I say they set up bookings and meetings. And yes, um, and many entertainers have both an agent and a manager. Really? Yes. Oh, why is that? <clears throat> uh, so they handle different things. Oh, okay. Um, easiest breakdown: agent handles bookings. Right. Manager handles everything else. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, like, uh, like for their clients, like, uh, appointments as far as, like, other things, I guess? Yeah, appointments, finance stuff. Like, the agent, you go to your agent and you say, this is the role, you know, or the agent comes to you, like, we got right. offered a role, here's the money, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, you talk to your manager about it, like, yeah, like, you know, it, well, you would talk to both of them, you know, it would be a joint conversation, but it's like, yeah, this is what we think I'm worth, this is what this is worth, this is what right. we know. And uh, the manager will also be like, well, don't forget, you've also got this booked later and that booked at that time, so will the dates line up? Like, the agent's job is just to get the bookings, and then the manager kind of handles the, well, does it all, does it all make sense? Okay. All right. All right, cool. Cool, cool. But uh, yeah, this is a, this is a tidbit that I just was curious about. Like, as far as like with the biz, like why more people don't have actual managers of yesteryear. Um, I guess and that's a really easy answer. You want the full uh, share of your moolah? You want the full <laughs> share, and there aren't. So number one, like WWF, like pretty much stopped using managers for a long time. Yeah, and... well, yeah. Other than Heyman. 
But no, actually, no, they're popping back. I'm they're guessing. popping back now. But for yeah. a long time, there were no managers. You talking like during the Ruthless Aggression era or add to era? Yeah. Yeah, like the Ruthless Aggression era. Okay. Um, reason, or you think maybe it's budgetary reasons? I think Vince didn't like, just like Vince didn't like tag teams. Yeah. Because Vince was like, why should you pay two people? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess you could say a man cheap or he's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd say a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, so he didn't like managers and he didn't like working with agents because there were a few people that had Hollywood agents and he wouldn't work with them uh, after WCW shut down because he didn't have to. Really? Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, and so, and, and you know, because of course it's going to be a lot easier to just work directly with a wrestler who's dying to work for your company, you know? Now you're talking about legit managers he doesn't be like or like on gimmick yeah. because he started rest, you know WrestleMania was like you had Lou Albano you had classy Freddie Blassie you had Mr. Fu- you know what I'm saying there was like a list of managers are you talking about like real managers like like you know Chad Epics the Jim Cornettes you talking about so I'm talking about specifically Hollywood agents like oh, very oh I thought, I'm sorry I have managers on my brain but okay all good all good yeah, yeah like a Barry Bloom who really had agents other than Maybe Hogan and obviously I think you know when the rock became the rock. Um so uh McFoley What? Uh, what's that? McFoley had an agent? Yeah, uh Barry Bloom. So so Barry Bloom is uh the guy that did wrestling with uh not wrestling with shadows. Um What's that one? It's the one where Foley eats all the chair shots from the rock, uh Terry Funk's in it. Uh, oh, you got uh, the homie doing the jumping jacks on the trampoline. Yep. Um, beyond the mat. Thank you. There we go. Yes. Beyond the mat. Uh, so Barry Bloom is the guy that made that. Oh, okay. And uh, he apparently is also a Hollywood agent. And so after making that, like he started representing wrestlers. Okay. Um, but after WCW was bought out, Vince McMahon stopped working with agents. He was like, no, he, he only works with wrestlers and their attorney. Ah, okay. 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 Yeah. Um, less headache, I guess, from his perspective. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, it's, again, it's a lot easier to, to talk to the the guy that really wants to wrestle for your company, like under any circumstance, you know? Yeah. It sort of makes it good for him because he knows that, not to say that they're desperate, but the percentage of them saying no might be a little lower compared to whether right. they like facilitate things. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So, with that being said, would you prefer both as well, agents as well as managers, um, with, with the boys, um, you know, going, you know, in the in the industry, or would you just one or the other? I think if you're just doing wrestling, yes. You're fine with just a manager, uh, that like a real manager that like you know they can be an on-screen manager, but also they handle the stuff that behind the scenes too. Okay, okay. But if you're going into other fields and endeavors, you're going to need an agent. Okay. And okay. Um, like which Becky Lynch, like, I was gonna say, which seems prime for the course in today's uh, generation. Everybody's breaking out, doing their own thing. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. And that's uh so from what I understand, Becky Lynch, who does have the highest women's contract ever. Really? Uh, yes, yep. What's and, that? Uh, Do you know, is that or we don't know the details? I want to say it's 1.5 million a year. Really? Good for yeah. her. Yeah, Good for her. absolutely. 
Um, and good for her agent, who I forget his name, but he is the same agent as The Rock. Oh, okay. So, wow. So Becky gets 1.5. So you think she makes more than uh, Seth? I I bet they're probably similar. Okay. I feel like Seth Seth is a million-dollar guy, too, for sure, at this point. Okay. And obviously, they're probably getting merch uh, percentages, I would hope. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that adds a whole, you know, that's bonus money. <clears throat> And do we still know if they get any uh, money off of like uh, non-clothing merchandise, like or stuff that's not sold in arenas, like video games or like? Um, yes. Okay. Um, it's but it, the for things like that, from what I understand, it's kind of a here's your lump sum of money, like to be in the video game. Gotcha. So like, if the game sells really well, it's not like you do any better. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. They get like an advance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, uh, all right. Well, that was an interesting uh, quick tidbit topic. Um, right. To start the show. But and that's why people should listen to the show. You never know what we'll be talking about. Exactly. It's small gems here and there. Yes. Um, but last night um, was AEW's uh, Full Gear pay-per-view. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it because I'm still not on... N- on the AEW train just yet. Not to say that I'm not going to be in the future. It's just, yeah, motivation has been <laughs> so, I understand. But, uh, yeah, it's the first pay-per-view in, uh, what, a couple months now? Yeah, uh, since yeah. August. Yeah, so, okay. This is yeah. the first pay-per-view since the CM Punk uh, brawl. Yeah. So, with that being said, do you like the, these AEW's more spread out pay-per-views or the WWE's more congested pay-per-views personally i like the more spread out okay, <clears throat> okay. Uh, i i think aew could do better with running storylines in between yep but with that being said i still like that they're spread out okay that's good that's good uh, well i'll ask you uh the match breakdown you tell me uh uh what you think thought of you know a quick synopsis of the matches so uh First one I have up in front is uh, Luchasaurus against uh, Jungle Boy. And yeah, it is Steel Cage. Yes, break it down for us. And uh, that was the opener of the main pay-per-view, um, which was interesting to me to start off the show with a Steel Cage match. Yeah, that's uh, a you know, super gimmick match. Yeah, but I will I will say, because when I, I was watching it, I'm like, wow, starting off with a Steel Cage, like... And then I, I realized I'm like, Raw has opened up with a steel cage match like at least five times in the past year. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if that makes it okay, but but it it, it has kind of become the norm. <laughs> Are you, if if you're a fan, fancy booker, would you do that first match pay per view? No. Nope. Okay. Okay. Um, I would definitely be saving that for later. Um, I don't know exactly where I would put it. It's okay. not in the main event. But, and, and that's the thing. Like, for me, I would put a steel cage match in the main event. Like, so I would save it for what it makes sense to be in the main event. All right. So, but definitely not an opener. Yeah, definitely not an opener. Um, right. I, I'd actually be curious. I'd have to take my time and, like, really like it. Like, I would have to look at the card from last night, like, fully out, like, on paper and, like, start, like, putting together what, how I would have looked it. Okay. All right. But uh, with that being said, um, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. I felt like it was a really good match. Um, I felt like it was the match. The purpose of it was to transition him from Jungle Boy to Jungle Man. Okay. 
And Lucha is still playing the heel? Yep, he's still a okay. heel with Christian Cage. Okay. Uh, they, they've literally, uh, it's funny, the princess said, like, oh, man, like, you know, they're just ripping off Kane. And I was like, eh, I'm like, you're only saying that because he's got fire in his entrance. Okay. But then during the match at one point, he did the sit-up. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, they're ripping off Kane. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not as blatant as, uh, you know, Abyss and Mankind. For sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, in ring performance. But, yeah, but I mean, I'm liking Luchasaurus's heel work. He's more aggressive. Okay. And uh, like I said, this match was the, the the purpose of it was to turn Jungle Boy into Jungle Man. Um, he got beat up. He got busted open. Uh, okay. Blood was literally like squirting out of his forehead. It was kind of interesting. Okay. All right. So his uh, adrenaline is obviously pumping, but the for sure, you know. Spit out like that, but all right, cool. <clears throat> and uh, but yeah, Jungle Boy won the match with his uh, bear trap uh, submission finisher. Okay. Um, and it was kind of like you know he fought back from adversity and uh, came back to win. Okay. So good stuff. Bleacher Report gave it a B plus. I I would probably give it a B, but that might be just because I'm not as into the people in the match. Gotcha. 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 All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Death Triangle versus the returning elite after their sabbatical. Yes. Um, and the, the uh, championship. What's that? For the trios championship. Yes, yes. Um, and it was interesting. Death Triangle came out first, and I was like, wow, champs out first. Yep. But then I, I understood why, because... Uh, the, the lights went out uh, and there was probably literally a minute and a half of like nothing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but it allowed the crowd to like build up, you know. Um, and then uh, the elite came out to T- Tony Khan is willing to just spend money uh, on copyrighted music. Yeah. Copyrighted music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They came out to that Guitar Hero song. Um, it's like, don't you cry no more, burn up, burn up, And, uh, oh, actually, Bleach Report says it's called Carry On My Wayward Son. Uh, okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I just recognized it from Guitar Hero. I was like, oh, wow, like, this is a Guitar Hero <laughs> <laughs> But um, the, it, it was, everything was designed to, and, and, and I'm going to be controversial right now. This may mean I never work for AEW. Yep. But, but at the end of the day, I have to speak my truth. Uh, okay. And I believe the elite, they they want to look like big baby faces. They, okay. they want the big reaction. They want the, you know... And so I feel like their entrance, the, the big buildup, and then using that song, it's a song yeah. that a lot of people know, uh, so people were singing along with it. Okay. okay. And they played the whole song. <laughs> the whole song. But the whole intro, like, from while they were walking down? Or they, they were walking down, the they got in the ring, they're, they're singing along on the ropes. <laughs> Oh man! So all right, so they came, obviously came back to uh, a hero's welcome after yes, the whole yeah. uh, CM Punk uh, situation. Well, it was interesting. Um, I would say it was eighty twenty. Okay, so you you heard some uh, some punk chants. A little bit of punk chants. At one point, there was a uh, F the Elite chant. That oh, was very very loud. Uh, really? I, I feel like it was a it was a vocal minority though. 
if that makes oh, sense. Like, and like hidden in the corner of the, the arena? Not even hidden in the corner of the arena. This is why I'm like, it was 80-20, but I'm like, that when that 20 did their F the Elite chant, yep. like, there was nothing else being said, so it was loud, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so yeah, so I found that to be very interesting. Um, but overall, um, great match, a lot of great action back and forth. Okay. And uh, I was shocked at the finish because it, it seemed like everything was set up for the Elite to uh, get back their trios championships that they never lost. Okay. And uh, But the finish was, and, and I will give, so, so every now and then, I like the booking of AEW, like a lot. Okay. And, and here's an example of where I did. Because it's long-term thinking. Um, Pac has tried to get Ray Phoenix to cheat for forever. Yep. And Ray Phoenix just wouldn't do it. Yep. Last night, Ray Phoenix was getting it. It was like Dragon Ball Z when, like, the guys, like, just get hit left and right and, like, can't react or respond, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Pac threw Ray Phoenix a hammer. And uh, Ray Phoenix was put up on Kenny Omega's shoulders for the One Wing Angel, and Phoenix actually used the hammer to <laughs> get out of it and get the win. Oh, really? So, all right. So they use uh, disqualification heel tactics to win the match. Yeah. Even though obviously Pac's the heel, but then you know Ray Phoenix is you know like the face. Um... Right. Okay. Uh, but but it was like a desperation thing because he was done for. Like, he just ate the V-trigger. He ate something else. Like, he, he was completely done for. So, he uh, des- desperation. He had to do yeah. what he had to do to get the W. Yep. What? Um, and afterwards, what's that? I was say, is Penta face a heel? I think he's a heel. Okay. Uh, especially because afterwards, Penta and Pac celebrated. Yep. But Phoenix was just kind of, like, defeated in the corner. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so it was kind of interesting what, what they did there. But I, I liked it a lot because Pac's been trying to get Phoenix to cheat for, for the longest, and Phoenix wouldn't do it. But last night, like, it made sense. Like, he was like, it's either this or I'm done. Good storytelling. So, yeah, so I liked that a lot. Um, Bleacher Report gives it a B plus, and I'll agree. Okay. I guess uh, it's also, it's the best out of seven series? No, no, it was a one and done. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, because yeah, because reports online say it says it's the best of seven. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but maybe there's something that I don't know. But it seemed to me like it was just that was it for the truth. All right, but um, moving forward, um, Britt Baker versus uh, Soraya. Yeah, uh, that wasn't the next match though. The next match was actually Jade Cargill versus Isla Rose. Ah, for the TBS Championship. Yes. Yep. Okay. Oh, uh, both of them. I was gonna say, uh, did you get? Ch- I know before we talked uh, before the show started, you said you missed a couple because your eyelids were a little heavy. So, did you get a chance to see uh, Britt um, and Soraya? No, but I okay. did watch Jade and Nyla. Okay, um, uh, Jade so Cargill I, is a star. I was gonna say um, she was, uh, I believe, on the Breakfast Club. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, giving an interview probably to pump up obviously the pay per view before you know uh, yesterday. But okay, uh, and they were in Jersey. That makes sense. Yeah, so she uh, is uh, getting out there to, which is good because we discussed last show that AEW needs more uh, mainstream uh, eyes on them. So that's the best way to, you know get your your um, wrestlers out there to the to the you know mainstream uh, media. 
for What's sure. Up? They've never done that before. Like they've been been in production now for three or four years, and <clears throat> you rarely on them, you know, TV or radio, you know. And, and I think probably a lot of it has to do with the the personalities that they have. I feel like they're better known stars outside of Jericho. Yeah, aren't really the type to do media. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, uh, so, so it's like I think that's a part of it, and then like you got to have the right personalities at the right time, doing the right thing. And um, I, I've said from day one, Jade Cargill is a star. Has um, the in-ring performance gotten better, or is she still a little green? Still a little green, but gotten better. She, okay. She's constantly improving. That's good. And, and unfortunately, she doesn't get to work with good talent. Well, how was Nyla as an uh, opponent? I, I'm not a fan of Nyla Rose for several reasons. Well, um, I don't want to get canceled, one. so I'm not going to say a lot about it. All right, but I was going to say, what's at least one? Uh, she's not very good in the ring. All right, so she's super green as well, you say? Yeah. Now well, she, she's been doing this for a long time. I was going to say, is she uh, does she have like the same stigma that... Um, uh, uh, What's the name that was in WWE, but she's very injury prone on her opponent? Nia Jax. Yes. Same same situation. Um, I don't think Nyla Rose has a history of hurting people. Oh, okay. Because when you say when, when you say like green, I'm thinking like she's still like you know stuff isn't you know looking crisp and yeah, yeah it's not. Um, okay. And, and she might like like I said, I don't think she has the same type of history as Nia Jax of hurting people, but right. but there might be a little bit of that there. And uh I mean just yeah, her stuff doesn't look good and okay. You know, she she's so at, at the end of the day, at the risk yeah. of getting canceled, here, here's my beef. Okay. She's a man wrestling women and she's like, Oh, I'm the monster, but it's like, Well, you're a man. Yeah, you get so problematic here. So, um, <laughs> but I would say to to put a uh, feather in the cap, there are intergender matches wrestling that does happen. You know, throughout wrestling promotions, it's not like a new sure. new phenomenon. But uh, no. But real quick, back to Nia Jax. You think uh, Triple H will bring him back? Um, to the I women. So. I'm a Nia Jax fan. Okay, but if you're not, if you want one of the uh, workers in the back, like, are you a little nervous that you don't want her to br- be brought back because you don't want to get injured because she was very injury prone? Well, think about this. Yep. If Nia Jax doesn't break Becky Lynch's nose, Becky Lynch doesn't become the man. How did she break her nose? Uh, it was a uh, big brawl. Okay. Um, I want to say this was coming up on Survivor Series <clears throat> when um, it was like Raw versus SmackDown, that situation. Okay. <clears throat> so there, so it was a big brawl, and uh, Nia Jax just clocked her. <laughs> like, you know, that's... What was it like a, a forearm, European uppercut? Punch. Like a closed fisted punch? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But that is, <laughs> so here's the thing on that, though. I, I, and I can say this from my own experiences. Thankfully, yeah. I've never broken anybody's nose. Yeah. Um, but but Lumberjake loves to tell the story of... So, so I, I have a little sequence of punches I do in the corner. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I've had a few people tell me, um, and, and I've realized it hasn't happened, but Lumberjake loves to talk about it. My, my first punch usually clocks you. It's usually in the chin. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but I, I'm trying to figure out my, my, my timing and my spacing. Okay. Okay. And um, so the first one usually catches you. After that, you don't feel any of the others, and they all still connect. 
Okay. But, but okay. that first one, like, it's like a, I'm like, I'm measuring it, you know? All right. I thought it'd be more like an adrenaline type of uh, aspect that, you know, you're in the heat of the moment and sometimes you don't forget to pull your punches. Yeah. Well, for me, it's uh, that, that first one, I, I'm trying to pull it, but I'm also trying to figure out where are we, you know? Okay. And that's okay. why after the first one, the next, all the next ones, they still connect, but you don't feel them. Okay. But uh, so so for Naya, it might have been a situation to get you're in a brawl. So you, yeah. your, your spacing is really hard to judge. You're not even in the wrestling ring, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I've got a feeling it was just one of those things where she thought she she had it and she didn't. Okay. Okay. And um, back to Jade. Um, if, I don't know, there might be there's some murmurs that, you know, uh, Sasha is um, trademarking new names and possibly be in AEW because they put on a, a good program if that is the case yes absolutely okay. okay Sasha Banks and Jade Cargill will steal any show because Sasha Banks is that good okay okay because uh I'd be curious to know like who like how would they a handle Sasha and how would they handle the program between her and Jade like because Jade's been built up to be such uh, you know, you know, Goldberg as Brock Lesnar as Stone, you know, like as far as win yes. ratio. And then you have Sasha coming in with the whole WWE drip on her. Like, how, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you handle that situation? Well, it's funny because when you first brought up Sasha coming to AEW, and I did not know about this actually. It's, it's rumor. I mean, obviously, because they, you know, people, you know, <laughs> it's always 50 50. Of course, <laughs> but as is everything. Marking like new, new names and stuff like that, you know. Okay. So, uh, if she is coming to AEW, my first thought was, you know, I would have her become the AEW Women's Champion. Okay. But uh, I'm rethinking that. And I'm like, no, Sasha's the perfect person to beat Jane Cargill. Okay. The streak. Okay. Okay. Because uh, I'm like, at some, some point, someone has to end it. Well, I was gonna say I am surprised. Like, has Ember Moon done anything since she's been brought in? No, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she's a great worker. Everybody yes. knows her from WWE. Like, yes, she, I want to say she would. You consider her like on a women's side a mid carder or upper card? For WWE, she was a mid carder at best. For NXT, she was a beta, beta better. <laughs> right. So, like, if you had a program between those two, Jade. <laughs> And um, you know, Amber, like with that, you know, tickets or would you have had her going against like have a program with I guess Brit or you know, Sarai, you know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, I feel like Ember did actually wrestle Jade Cargo. Oh, but it was a quick, quick one and done. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, they've really oddly booked Ember Moon and Ruby Soho. Yep. Oh yeah, I forgot um, Ruby is over Yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh, they both came in with a big fanfare. Yep. And uh particularly Ruby Soho, they booked her as if it was like, Oh yeah, she's going to be the next AEW women's champion and it's gonna be yep. a feel good story. Yep. Then nothing. That's weird. Well yeah. that, that back to your, your discrepancy with their booking. You know, yeah. like you see like you wish that their booking was a little tighter. Yes. And that and would I, be a great example of that. <laughs> like right now, for some reason, yeah. Ruby Soho hangs out with uh, Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Why? I don't know because I don't watch Dark. 
Oh, okay. So she's been. Oh, that sucks for her that she's just mostly on dark and not um dynamite. Yeah, like when she is on dynamite, she's literally just hanging out with them. Like she's not doing. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's good for a payday perspective that you get paid and you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From a payday perspective, like <laughs> good for your body, good for your bank account. Right. But from a you know performance perspective, you probably <laughs> want to be out there doing things. <laughs> nah, this. <it's> not- <laughs> And from a payday perspective, you want yeah. to be out there doing things because that's how you're going to sell merch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's very, very odd, very odd. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, but I've got a theory on that. Break it down. Uh, I think Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Um. He 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 is like he's almost too smart for his own good, or he's overthinking. Okay. I don't know which way to put it. Okay. But what he's I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to avoid what TNA did. Which is TNA brought in a bunch of big names and made them champs. Yep. But but the difference is when TNA first did that, it made sense. Yep. Where what it didn't make sense was once AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and like some of those guys were established. Yep. That that's when it didn't make sense anymore. Okay. But it's like, but when you're first starting, it makes sense. Okay. So I think Tony Khan was like, well, I'm not going to make the TNA mistake. I'm going to push our own talent. But it's like, well, no, you've got to push the people that people know first. And then once your own talent gets over, now you push them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, they say if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. Repeat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what happened is Tony Khan studied the wrong part. He didn't look at the whole arc. (laughs) You know, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, we got Jericho, Danielson, Sammy, and Claudio for the ROH World Championship. Yes, um, good match, a lot of back and forth. Uh, I, I had called from the beginning, I was like, either Jericho or Danielson is going to win it, and okay. my gut told me Jericho, okay. My gut was right. Okay. Um, Jericho is clearly on a power trip at, at AEW. Okay. Uh, um, and, and I realized the only reason they made him Ring of Honor champion. Yep. Is so that CM Punk couldn't be the only person uh, to be the Ring of Honor, WWE, and AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Do people really care about that? And the grand scheme of things, I don't yeah. think so. Okay. But. I, that's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the grand scheme of things, I don't think so. But, um, okay. you know, I think it's one of those things like, you know, for promotional purposes, you start putting out uh, those accolades. Okay. And, okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, now, like, now Jarko is one of only two people to have held all those titles. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it awful for them to have an ROH match on AEW show? I mean, they do it all the time. Oh, okay. They blend the two promotions like that? They do. Okay. Um, the rumor uh, has been that, you know, they made Jericho ROH champion to try to get ROH a TV deal. Okay. But I don't think that makes sense to me. Okay. Because I'm like, well, Tony Khan owns both companies. Yep. He, he, he if, To get a TV deal for what? He's like, yeah, I've got all the same talent. Like, whoever I... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And does his ROH still have the ROH rules? Yes. 
Okay, so the handshake and you know, no this that, and the third. Yes, uh, but it only gets acknowledged for the pure title matches. Oh, really? Uh, who I'm not even sure who their pure champion is right now. <laughs> um, Do you think they should be consistent? Just have it for the whole promotion instead of just for one match or for like uh, one title? I do think it should be consistent. Yeah, um, and, and I wouldn't mind if because Jericho's whole gimmick is like that he's not doing any of the ROA stuff. He's a sports entertainer. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind if for his matches it doesn't happen. Okay, but it doesn't happen in any of the other matches either. So it, his thing isn't special. Yeah, yeah, loses it. Yeah, he gets lost in the sauce. It just yeah. becomes the norm, like everybody else's matches. Right. There's no separation between the two. Exactly, and there's really no separation between Ring of Honor and AEW right now. Well, yeah, because okay. the rosters pretty much blend one another. Yeah. 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 So yeah. We'll what see you, what they do with that. If Jericho didn't win it, who would have been your second to win them the title? I would have made Danielson my champion. I think he... Yeah. I would have made him my AEW world champion. I would have made him my Ring of Honor world champion. Yeah. Uh, he ticks so many boxes. Yeah. He, he's a yeah. great wrestler. So, like, your core audience, they're they're not going to have any problem with him. Nope. And then the your casual audience knows him from WWE. Yep. And, and then your even more casual audience knows him from the Bellas. Yep. But that but, show, yeah, yeah, that show did hit a lot of uh, households, especially in the yeah, females. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was shocked when I met uh, the princess. Uh, she has two cousins uh, yep. that, that are females, and they know nothing about pro wrestling at all. Yeah. But they know who the Bellas are. There you go. There you go. Like, wow. Like, that's so crazy. <laughs> <to me. laughs> um, <clears throat> Warlow versus Samoan Joe versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the AEW TNT Championship. Yeah, and so I'll be honest, I slept through this one too. Okay. But okay. with that being said, um, Samoa Joe won, won the match. Yep. Um, and, and talk about, again, things just blending. So Samoa Joe was already the Ring of Honor TV champion. Yep. <clears throat> and now he's the AEW TBS champion. Okay. So I'm like again, you're just talking about things just blending, you know? Yeah. Um, on paper though, it sounds like this would have been uh, you know, a big E uh, fan favorite uh match. Yes. Just, uh, the three competitors. I would have to think so. And uh, I'm definitely gonna go back and rewatch it because uh, I yep. think I will enjoy it myself. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Samoa Joe fan. I'm becoming a big Wardlow fan, and I'm a I'm not a big Hobbs fan, but I'm trying to think of what the right word is. Okay. Because, um, like, I, I am a big Hobbs fan, but, like, oh, I'm a bigger Samoa Joe fan than I am a Hobbs fan, so that's why I'm trying to find where the, you know, like like I said, I'm becoming a Wardlow fan. I'm already <laughs> a Hobbs fan, and yeah. I'm a big Samoa Joe fan. There we go. There you go. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal uh, versus Sting and Darby Allen. Oh, wow, so I slept through that as well. <laughs> okay, all right. So that's another one you can catch on the on the flip side. Um, just yeah. looking at games on paper. Um, yeah. So next, we'll throw back to uh, uh, past and, and uh, present. You got Jeff Jarrett uh, and Sting being the vets, uh, but then on the you know the teammates, you have Jay Lethal and Darby Allen. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
So good blend of stuff there. Uh, I'm sure it was a good match because they're all yeah. four really talented people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like the Jeff Jarrett storyline. I was going to say, it's just so strange to see his name like pop back up in all these different promotions. <laughs> yeah, which I, I don't mind because I'm like, Jeff Jarrett, probably one of the greatest minds for the business. Is he though? I, I would think so. From like a booking aspect, I don't see, I don't know too many like, I guess the TNA run. But yeah, other than years of TNA. But like when he had um Memphis, like did he do anything? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it ran for a long time. True, but then all his that the last uh, territory. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But it was the last territory. I always feel it with Jarrett. Like I, I give him almost like an unsung slash overrated in the same breath. Like it's, it's so weird. I understand that actually. He's always been there, and no matter what facet, you know, always any decade. And he, you know, pretty much all the big promotions, you know, been pushed to the, the moonlight, but then like he was pushed, it's so like he almost didn't, he wasn't, his receipt didn't come with the push that he got. I, I guess. got you. I uh, got you. But then, like, also, like, I think he's, you know, great on the mic. In ring performance, he, he can tell a story as well. So I don't For know. Sure. Jared's just a, like a weird enigma, like, as a wrestler. Yeah, you you know what? You're not wrong there. Like as we're talking it through, I, I've got to agree with you 100. percent Yeah. Because uh, yeah, he is somehow both underrated and overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, like hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> he, he pulls it off, and uh, I mean, I was a I was a fan of him in WCW. I know a lot of people did not like him. They called it the Reign of Terror. I think. Oh, the whole slap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked that. Like him hitting Beetlejuice with the guitar. Yeah, yep. Yep. I was gonna say, uh, who the, who does the guitar spot better? Him, uh, honky tonk, or new jack. I gotta go new jack. <laughs> Just because I don't want him to come back from the dead and beat me up. <laughs> like, What'd you say about me? Uh, <clears throat> It's funny though, because like in my eyes, like even though he got, like you said, WCW, he was pushed to heavy WWF. Like he was always that he was like always on the on the cusp of mid card and upper card. Like he was yes, that he was never really like <clears throat> Yeah. But then again, I imagine back in you know seventies, eighties, when he was you know in Memphis, he probably was like the Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying? Like just nonstop, oh, like just over, over. So. You know, I guess also, too, it's a geographical uh, thing, too. Definitely. Well, you got to figure, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, when he was starting out over there, and, yeah. uh, he went on the Cowboys diet. Uh, you know, he was what do you young. mean? He's always looked like that. No, that, remember, that's where that phrase came from. You talking about him, the Cowboys? You and I, we watched a video. Um, I know the Cowboys diet came from a, a man, um, you know, uh, Eddie. No, Eddie Edwards was pizza and cupcakes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, his way. It was like, oh, brother, just pizza and cupcakes. <laughs> uh, uh, I forget what we watched. It was you and I, though, at your house, well, at your parents' place. And okay. uh, Jeff Jarrett was on it, and he was talking about, like, the Cowboys diet. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
Uh, but what, I mean, he—I mean, he wasn't like super skinny. I don't think. I mean, he put maybe some size on, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah. um, but what I was gonna say though, he was young, blonde hair, good looking, and his dad, you know, ran the company. Yep. So I'm sure, like, he he came up like Hogan, you know. Right. But still, when you think of Memphis, you think of Lawler, though. For sure, no question. Lawler is—I mean, Lawler's been there since what the '60s. Yeah. Which is another like. Uh, I guess it's a you know generational thing because when I see Lawler, but then obviously when I seen Lawler, mostly as a you know commentator, so I never saw his like. I mean, other than like his whole Bret Hart feud, yeah, really, like the, you know, his elite workness. I guess back in the territory days, right. So when 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 they when I see footage of him being so like highly regarded, I'm just like, really? <laughs> I know because yeah, for us we we know him from <laughs> WWF and like eating his own foot. Yeah, 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 and wearing the king's hat, like, right, and, and saying puppies, you know, all the right, time, right, you know. But then, like, you know, he's so revered in in the, you know, territory days in Memphis. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he worked with Andy Kaufman, and that that was a that was so that was in the territory days. That was a national angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we've discussed that in the past, but like, you can sort of see, like, like even like old you know guys from that time and you can see where they were like oh yeah this, he was legit like take for instance like dusty like when you see old dusty like interviews and like yeah uh, ring performance he's like yeah i can see why he was like the man back then when i see lawler's old stuff i'm like i still don't get it <laughs> and i get that and i guess i would say a couple things to it yeah um the, the first thing i would say is like yeah dusty i mean and it's funny because growing up i I knew of WWF Dusty with the polka dots and you know uh, great entrance song. Yes, that that is a great entrance song. Timmy <laughs> Sapphire. Yes, yeah. America <laughs> Dream. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, great song, and it's funny because that song, like, if they had really booked him properly, he could have been huge. Yeah. Um, but he was so off his, off his prime then. He was, but I don't think it would have mattered if they booked him right. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Um, but but yeah, you, you watch his stuff from Florida um, and NWA, and you're just like, wow, like, yeah, the charisma, the fire, and just, yeah. uh, I mean, he was truly like, so WWF didn't understand, or I should say Vince McMahon didn't understand what common man means. Because <laughs> Vince McMahon's got him like unclogging toilets. <laughs> like oh yeah he's a common man and it's like no right. like <laughs> he's supposed to be the everybody that made it good yeah, that's exactly. what the gimmick was exactly so it's like yeah I might have a little more weight on me my hiney might be a little bigger than yours <laughs> yeah but you obviously like old school like flair old school uh, like you can go like even like I would even go like Bruno San Martino. Like you can see evidences why they were so popular, like for their time period or in their region. But like when yep. I see all of them, it's like, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I honestly, I kind of get it. Like, cause yeah, you, you look at Young Lawler. He doesn't have yep. a great look to him. Doesn't have nope. you know. Yeah. But, uh, it had to have been something about him in Memphis and just yeah. you know yeah. they took to him. Yeah. Like I said, I think they have like um on vice um, territory, uh, territory 
um, show um, similar to like um, uh, what's the Tales from the Dark Side? Not Tales from yeah, the Dark Tales Side. Dark Side but it's like Tales of like the Territory Days, and they yeah. have one just for Memphis. So I'm, one of these days, I'm gonna probably sit down and check it out and see yeah, like the inside of you know Memphis because it's always been highly talked about in the wrestling world. <clears throat> so uh, I'm so interested to see like the insight uh, of it because yeah, I've, I've seen like some matches of Memphis. I'm like, ah, it's cool. It's like it's not like like Florida uh, wrestling where they had like Kevin Sullivan and all of them like the whole crazy like that. I, I was like, yeah, that's some you know entertaining wild stuff. like yeah. yeah. Um, which need to do a show on, on just like Kevin Sullivan because like his whole Taskmaster gimmick back for that time. Woo. Well, no, the Taskmaster gimmick was horrible. Well, um, yes, WCW. I'm sorry, but like his whole yeah. Florida champ, his whole Florida wrestling. Yes, um, whole, which I'm trying uh, to remember what he was. Uh, yeah, something Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, I think Abdul was down there with him, and then yeah. like I think even like Billy Graham and like yeah, they had a whole. Yeah, I think whole... Gary Hart was over there. Yeah, yeah, we gotta so, do like. I a... didn't know Gary Hart was white. What did you what you thought his ethnicity was? I thought he was black. I thought he was a light skinned <laughs> brother. You thought he was? Oh, he's okay. I mean, you know, for 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 a while, I thought uh, Macho Man was a you know light skinned light skinned Dominican. You know, I so. Can see it. <laughs> but yeah, we need to do like a time machine uh, episode uh, one of these days, and you know, go back to the, the old school uh, territories and uh, discuss those. Yes, you especially know. like the yeah, like you said, Kevin Sullivan and the stuff he was doing at that time. Yeah, which, uh, it's interesting because people go back and they say he was a devil worshipper, but yep. like, well, no, he never actually said that, or like, you know, he only kind of implied it. Right, he played up on everybody's uh, not insecurities, but their pre-judged preconceived notions. Preconceived notions, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cause yeah, cause he was. I remember seeing like a shoot interview, like folks were like trying to stab him at shows. Like old ladies that had like bricks in their purses and like all sorts yeah. of like, crazy stuff. Um, and uh, I heard like he would even like go to the grocery store like in his robe and stuff like that. Even in gimmick. Yeah. Wow. Well, he has he had to do probably like at nighttime because in the daytime it'd be like awkward. <laughs> I mean, if, if I'm thinking about it, if you're Kevin Sullivan, and this is what you got to think about, if you're yeah. Kevin Sullivan in that time period, yeah. in, in the middle of Florida, everybody yeah. knows who you are. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Florida is a big state, though. It, it is a big state, but you're on you're on TV. Remember, this is before like cable. Yeah, it was just local access channel. Right. Yeah. So you're a big star in your area if you're on TV. Yeah. Because yeah. there's only five options. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, you all have too many options to run from. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it was channel, like, I think, two, four, five, and, like, <laughs> something else, you know? <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I, I got you. But so uh, Give it that kind of perspective. Everybody know, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you've probably yeah. seen or heard about Kevin Sullivan in that area. Just from rumors and murmurs, but hey, that's that's that guy, such as right, yeah. yeah. So he probably shows up at the grocery store with the robe. I'm sure he had like jeans on underneath or whatever, you know. <laughs> I will hope like that's going in <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair style, right? Uh, but before we move back to AW, I always thought his finisher was interesting. The tr- what was his finisher? Um, the tree of woe, I believe. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the corner that stomp you was it like the. No, um, I, think he, I think it was the stomp off the 
top rope, I want to say? Or was it the Tree of Raw? Was Tree of Woe was his finisher? I feel like the Tree of Woe, if it wasn't his finisher, it was definitely his signature move. Oh, okay. I think that's it. Which, I'm surprised. Do people still use that? I think that was an underrated. Okay. <clears throat> but, um... All right, so back to AEW. We just went uh discussed the uh, ROH. No, I'm sorry, the TNT. Yeah. No, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, uh, it's what again. Things are things are bleeding over because <laughs> it's like yeah, we were discussing that the match was for the TNT Championship, but the ROH TV Champion won the match. Yeah, uh, Samoa. Um. Tony Storm versus Jamie uh, Hayter for the uh, women's interim uh, AEW Women's World Championship. Yes. Um, and I uh, actually, I slept through that as well. But okay. I, I know who won and I was shocked. Uh, Jamie Hayter won the match. And so why would you be shocked? Um, I figured Tony Storm would, because uh, Tony Storm kind of been building momentum as interim champion. Okay, and I figured they would build up to her and Thunder Rosa coming back for for a big match. Oh, okay. Uh, especially okay. because they were tag partners. Okay. Um, they were called Thunderstorm, apparently. Oh, that's a cool name. Not bad. <laughs> you yeah. don't sound. You don't sound like you dig it too much. I'm like, I'm like, I get it. I'm like, you got Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm, put it together, Thunderstorm. All right. You know, it's, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to like think too hard there, you know? Ah, uh, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I guess uh, you're good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's all. Like, I'm like, oh, it's a good name, but I'm like, oh, you didn't really work hard. Like, it was just kind of there. Well, that's good sometimes. That's true. That's yeah. true. Like chicken soup. <laughs> you know? Um, all right. Well, uh, moving on, we got the acclaim. Versus Swerve and I Glory. Yes, the acclaim. Listen. Scissor me, daddy. Which I still don't get. <laughs> um, it, it's basically their, their handshake. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. They, uh, you know, you put up your two fingers like scissors and then you put yep. them together. Oh, okay. With, uh, the not other bad. person. And that's how they do their handshake. Not bad, not bad. Um, I would be match. And uh, I-, I slept through that one also. Uh, I'm sure it was solid. Okay. Uh, I'll be. De- I'll definitely be going back to rewatch it because I love the Acclaims. Yep. Um, big, big, big on the Acclaims. Um, my man, Max Caster, best rapper since John Cena. Okay. Um... Well, actually, to be fair, probably the best rapper in wrestling of all time is R-Truth. Yeah, that's true. He's been in the game for 30 years now rapping. At least. And, and like, he's actually really good. All the way from his K-Quick uh, days. Right? Get rallied. Good dude. Bang. But when it comes to punchlines, yep. Cena and then Caster, man. And they, Caster's get, starting to get have Cena beat. There you go. Um, yeah. you now you just need to get Lloyd Banks out there. <laughs> Are you a fan of uh, Swerve and I Glory, Keith Lee and uh, Swerve Strickland? Um, I like them individually. But now as a tag tandem? Not so much as a tag tandem. And Keith okay. Lee, I'm becoming less and less a fan of in AEW. Has he got better in 
his uh, conditioning? No, and that's why became, like he, he's just getting bigger. Well, he did have COVID. I think twice. I want to say in some Was sort. Twice? I knew he had it at least once. Okay, I thought he had like another health scare too, other than Fido. So that might have been, you know, contributing. Because the COVID, he was in WWE still. Okay. When he had that. But, but as you're mentioning it, I'm like, yeah, yeah he was off TV for a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. On AEW. Swerve was doing stuff, singles. Right. So that might also contribute to the whole conditioning uh, aspect of things. That's true. But I don't know. You got to do something. Like, and, and here's, ready for this? Yep. I'm about to do something that I have never done on this program before. Yep. And I may never do again. Okay. I'm going to give Orange Cassidy some props. It's the OG. Legend. Yeah, let's not go that far. <laughs> but I was watching yep. the pre-show. Yep. And honestly, that's where I went wrong. If I didn't watch the pre-show, I would have probably stayed awake for the rest of the, the main show. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. How long was the pre-show? How many hours? It's just an hour. Oh, but, okay. Uh, we got home. We didn't get started until like 10 o'clock. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's that's where we went wrong. Okay. All right. And uh, But with that being said, so the paper and the pay-per-view was four hours. Okay. So it was five okay. hours total. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. But, um, but yeah, on the pre-show, they had uh, the best friends, um, Orange Cassidy and Dan yep. Housen in a uh, eight-man tag match. And I'm watching it. And I'm looking at Danhausen, and I'm looking at Chuck Taylor. Yep. And I'm like, how are you guys being paid money to be professional wrestlers? Hysterical. Because they don't look like it. Danhausen does. No, he doesn't at all. He is pudgy and soft. But his gimmick uh, is like really shaped. It's a wrestling gimmick, though. Yeah, he's yeah. got a wrestling gimmick, but he's right. he's a full-time professional wrestler, and his body looks like crap. Yeah, but you don't need. It's not all about aesthetics. Remember what uh, Husky Harris used to look like? Yeah, I didn't. Husky Harris at least had a look. And well, Danhausen does too with the whole face uh, paint uh, situation, and you, got, you know tattoos and all that type of stuff. So yeah, I mean, Danhausen Dan looks like a comic book fan, like that. Uh, what do you call like that Comic Con dressed up? Well, that's a gimmick. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> You got don't forget it's all about the looks too, you know, and how yeah. you got sell. You got you got sell. Dan Housen and Chuck Taylor both look like sacks of mashed potatoes. <laughs> what will bash? But, but he had a look. It made sense. With that being said, though, with yep. that being said, yep. I've got to give OC yep. Orange Cassidy a lot of props. Yep. I'm like, I can see in the three years the work that he's done on his body. He, he, you know, and he's not a body guy by any means. Right, he's looked but, the same the whole time. What's that? He's looked the same the whole time. He has not. He has made really? major improvements, yes. Even the cowboy guy? Not at all. Not at all. And that's why I'm like, he, he's not a body guy. Okay. But he's clearly working out and like eating right. Okay. He might only even be doing push-ups and pull-ups. I don't know. Okay. But, like, you can see it in his body. Like, and it's one of those things where, and it's, I, I'm very big into bodies. Uh, gotcha. just, just period. Like, you know, not just in wrestling, but like, you know, yep. I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a former personal trainer. Um, right. I grew right. up a big fan of bodybuilding. Right, 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 right. So I, I, I like bodies and looking at bodies and, you know, right. seeing the differences between them. Right. 
And so, yeah, Orange Cassidy, I can see in the three years, like, all the work that he's done. He's, he's been working on his body. He looks better than Adam Cole, baby. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say a, AEW Adam Cole and NXT Adam Cole, two different people. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, Orange Cassidy, I got to give him his props. He's been working Good. hard. He's been eating Good. right. Or Good. maybe he's not eating right. I don't know. Maybe he's just got one of those <laughs> metabolisms. Yeah. yeah. But you can see improvements in him. I'm like, yeah, he gets paid to be a professional wrestler. And he's taking advantage of that. Uh, my main man, Mark Quinn. Um, you know, people out there, follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Snapchat. Uh, yeah. Especially on Snapchat. Because every day you see he's at the gym. And that's where he should be. Because he's a professional wrestler. He doesn't have to work a day job. He nope. makes money to just wrestle. And that means you should be looking your best. True. True. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> But uh, oh, that's because I'm bitter that I, I work a day job and still find two hours to hit the gym every day. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> but uh, last match of the night is yes. John Moxley versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman for the AEW World Championship. Yes, and I was awake for all of this. There you go. I'll bring it to the roar. This was, this was good stuff, good drama. Um, and, and I'm going to give props to MJF. He's another guy. You look at day one AEW and where he's at now physically. He's okay. been putting in the work. Okay. Um, he may or may not be Cowboys diet. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but regardless, he, he's been putting in the work. You can see it. Okay. Okay. Um, he is paid to be a professional athlete. And he looks the part. Okay. Um, but with that being said, the match, I really enjoyed the match. Um, a lot of back and forth. I had a feeling, I, I had told the princess going into the show, mm-hmm. um, and it was funny because uh, I was like, there's going to be a heel turn. I'm like, MJ. And, and, oh, here's where I figured this out. During the zero hour pre show, mm-hmm. uh, they had the semifinals for the, uh, they, they're having a number one contender tournament. Okay. And in the semifinals, it was Ricky Starks uh, against. Somebody big. Brian Cage. Oh, okay. And uh, they were showing Ricky Starks, Starks matches leading up to this. Yep. And he's been getting beat up in all of them, but getting the win. Okay. And so I said, I was like, Here, here's my prediction. Ricky Starks wins the whole tournament, and he yep. did beat Brian Cage in the pre-show, so he goes on to Dynamite to wrestle Ethan, all-ego Ethan Page for the finals. Okay. But I'm like, Ricky Starks is going to win the tournament, but he's going to be so beat up and hurt like he's the, the underdog. Okay. And I said, for that to make sense, he's got to wrestle a heel at champion. Okay. I'm like, John Moxley's not a heel. John Moxley's not going to be a heel, especially right. now that his wife is there. Uh, right. So I said, MJF, although he's been playing a baby face for these past few weeks, I'm like, we're going to get a heel turn, and he'll go back to being a heel, and now you've got heel MJF against big-time babyface underdog Ricky Starks. Is the crowd behind Ricky Starks? They are. Okay, but isn't the crowd somewhat behind MJF? They are. Okay. Um, And that's where things get really confusing. Yes. Um, And and unfortunately, what it is, is because everybody knows that wrestling is a work. Yep. So you start, you know, you appreciate the, the, the work being done. Okay. So people are like, oh, MJF's not really a jerk. He's playing one and he's doing a great job at it. Okay. 
almost like an actor getting an Oscar, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so everyone really digs that. And then uh, they played into it with him seemingly turning babyface, um, getting attacked by Stokely Hathaway in the firm, and then okay. he's been cutting babyface promos the past few weeks. But uh, at the match last night, things are getting tense. Both guys are out. MJF puts on the uh, dynamite uh, ring that mm-hmm. he's won so many matches with. Mm-hmm. William Regal leaves commentary, storms okay. down to the ring, and he's like, don't do it. You're better than that. Okay. MJF thinks about it, and he takes the ring off. Okay. Him and Moxley go back at it. They're both down, and you're like, all right, the best man's going to win. Right. Regal pulls out brass knucks and hands them to MJF. Turns on his guy, Moxley. Okay. MJF knocks out Moxley and gets the win. Now, from a make sense type of point of view, is there a reason why um, Regal would do this? Like, do they have any uh, issue leading up to the match itself? No, um, not him and well, well, him and Moxley. No, no issues. So is this basically a spur in the moment turn? I don't know. I'm hoping they're going to have some good explanation for it on Wednesday. Yeah, it, make, it sound on paper. It doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense, but it just sort of sounds cheap. Like it, it seems like a, a quick. Like all right, this we can't have a like a concise ending, so we we'll just do this. You know what I'm saying? And, and to, to quote Jim Cornette. Lazy booking. That's what I was gonna um, say. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm curious. If like leading up to, was there some sort of? But okay. Right. The only thing I can see is this is they're, they're they're gonna have to tell a good story on Wednesday to make it make sense. Right. But the the only thing I can see is so MJF cut a promo uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. About having a WWE tryout, and Regal uh, told him like he was great. Uh, keep sending me your videos and, and like, you know, we're going to get you in here. Yep. What you said after a couple months. And, and this is so funny because I'm like, I, this this may or may not be a true story. And I'm like, but I can say I've had this experience. Okay. So I, I get it. He said after a couple months, Regal stopped responding to the videos. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, I've had that happen. I won't say what big name. Uh, that that did that to me. Okay. But I what I will say is uh, for all you detectives out there, um, this big name was involved. They they've been involved with pretty much every big company in wrestling. Okay. But um, at the time that I was trying out for this particular company, uh, this name was heavily involved with that company. Uh, they are no longer involved with that company because uh, that company has a new owner. Um, but, but this person hasn't been involved with that company for a long time. Uh, but this person was also known as a smelly palm termaphrodite uh, for a period of time. Um, so for all you internet sleuths out there, just think about that. Uh, go back to your attitude era and think, who was the smelly palm termaphrodite? Um, and uh, that person loved my work they told me and I went through a couple months of sending them stuff and then yeah they, they stopped responding ah uh, so unfortunate so, um, yes, yes but uh okay alright well um overall since you know it was about 60-40 of the matches you saw what did you think uh pretty much of the uh, uh event 
Uh, I thought it was good. Everything that I saw, for the most part, uh, the crowd was really into everything, and that's you know that's gonna make your show. Yep. Yep. And does it sure. help going forward? Uh, uh, produce new storylines going forward for uh, you know for Dynamite and I guess Dark. I hope so. Um, you know, we'll see where the MJF thing goes. There was a huge pop when MJF won the title, even off yep. the screw job. Yeah, uh, that's why I say I'm like that's where things get kind of confusing, because um, it's like, well, what do you do with that? Um, and, and MJF cut a promo uh, at the media scrum. Yeah, and uh, he was like, "Oh, you marks all thought like you know uh, the devil had changed or whatever, or something like that." But it's like, no, like they were just cheering you because they like you, anyways. And uh, where does this leave with Mox, uh, Moxley going forward? Uh, him and Regal start a program, or does it continue? Like, oh, I want my get back with him and JF. Well, and that's I guess really the big question that that will answer on Dynamite because it's like, yeah, what happens with the Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah, with Danielson, Moxley, and um, yeah, Claudio, Claudio, and, uh, Wheeler, Yuta. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, does Regal turn his back on all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, with MJF going forward. Does MJF need a manager? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a fan of the post-media scrums after these pay-per-views? Um, I like it when UFC does it. Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, not professional wrestling? Not so much. Okay. I okay. think the... Uh, I, I miss the old, like, pre media scrum like do you yeah. remember Wrestlemania 8 when they were announcing who was going to fight for Flair for the championship and they had Hogan Sid Macho I think there were a couple other people sitting at the press conference table vaguely because uh, I, I remember that like it it felt like a big deal like they're like oh we've got all sorts of media here you know you grow up and with the internet you learn that it was all like people from the office with cameras but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. it seemed like it was a big deal. Okay, all right, but uh, yeah, nah, okay, yeah, they'll try to bring in. I mean, obviously, you want to bring realism to the, the sport, but it's still yeah. like a, a hint of like fantasy in it, I guess. And the media yeah. style, like takes that out of the whole fantasy part. It does, because, like, they start talking, like, you know, and to MJF's credit, he did, he, he kept it short, sweet. Yeah. He was like, you got, you know, blah, 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 and he ended it with, thank you, F you, goodbye. Right, but uh, not like CM Punk type situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which can go uh, left. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, the I think the problem with these media scrubs is they treat it, they, they don't treat wrestling like a real sport. They treat the event like a, a a real event like like again like like a like a movie or a play yeah and so they start asking questions like kind of like uh inside baseball stuff and i'm like well now you've just ruined all suspension of disbelief there you go yeah 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 you're trying to break the fourth wall right in the industry with that you're not trying to do right and, and it makes it confusing and here's a great example i said i don't like the jeff jarrett storyline which is what Jeff Jarrett came in and he was like, I'm here to ruin this company. Okay. But then at the media scrub, Tony Khan's talking about how Jeff Jarrett's like now the head of like travel something or another. Like, you know. What? Right. Why would you, why would you say that? <laughs> right. That, that's the thing. You know, like, you're, 
you just killed his storyline. Uh, that makes no That's Yeah, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Right. Like, you can't have both. Yeah. <laughs> and they do that um, a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? So it's not like a one slip up type of thing? No, like after Chicago, the the you know the the one that Punk that that all anybody remembers from it is Punk, right? But Jericho was out there talking about people turning babyface and stuff like that. And I'm like, really? why? Yeah, especially if you a vet in the business, that's that's stupid. But that's how they treat their media scrub. They want the media scrub to be like the behind the scenes stuff. And I'm like, you don't need that. If they gonna do something similar to like that, they need to put like behind the paywall. Yeah, and right. Like, and let folks like you know, like they do like the whole nine hundred hotline. Even though that was still kayfabe, but yeah. they, if they got like reveal the curtain, that that needs to be some sort of like incentive for the fans to like, pay, you know, get, listen to it. Seriously. So obviously, you gotta have the people that have a nine to five job that have the money to like that get paid. Say you want to charge them like fifty dollars or something, like, you know, to listen to the media scrum. They can yeah. afford it. They you know, growing those. But like, if you're like a kid and you're still trying to. Hang on to that, like you said, that disbelief, and then you yeah. after the show you stay up late and you're like, what? <laughs> right. And, and you know what? I like your idea of the paywall because you know what it makes me think of. Yeah. The uh, WWE stock calls. The the what? The WWE stock calls. What's this? Oh, stock call like from the investors? You saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, mean, I think they do those every three months. Oh, uh, yeah, but that's more of like from like. When your money's going, they're not telling you like inside b- baseball, though, right? They do talk a little inside baseball on those. Really? Yes, not a lot, but a little so you, bit. But they they but they'll, I, like, give you a hint of who to get pushed going forward for the next event. Yeah, a little bit of a hint of who's getting pushed or who might be out and coming back. A little oh, like that. okay. Okay. But yeah. I'm like that makes sense for the stockholders to to yeah. know that. Yeah, because your money your money's tied up with the company. Right. But yeah. it's like you can listen to those if you're a stockholder. Yes. But your average fan doesn't need to know that. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy that you told me that. <laughs> it's like that's just <laughs> weird. It is. Next is yeah. gonna be tell- next is gonna be telling like finishes on the media scrum. <laughs> right. Coming up on that show, I'll be going over. Uh <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Oh man, that's madness. <laughs> it really is. Uh, well, yeah, they're a newbie company, so who knows how long? Yeah, they're still it's growing pains, and I think yeah. uh, I think pro wrestling as a whole is in a really weird space, and people are trying to figure out what what is it, what direction they want to go in. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like obviously, you know, everybody knows it's a work like that. That you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Nope. But you, you got to figure out how to display it where you're not not uh, insulting people's intelligence, but still trying yep. to maintain that, that tape bait. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on, we have Survivor Series um, for November 22nd. Uh, yeah, that's next week. Yeah, I was going to say, I know there's been a couple of... Uh, cards uh mentioned i don't know if the full card has been laid out but i know we have uh you know that's excuse me survivor series war games the first ever yes uh, um, you know super card 
But uh, yeah, so you know, we got so far on paper uh, Bianca and Bailey. And I think they're respective teams uh, matching up, which should be good. Yep. Um, but then we got Solo Ronda Rousey versus uh, Shots Shotzi Shotzi for the SmackDowns Women Championship. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I like it. Um, we got AJ Styles versus Finn Balor and their respective crews, the OC and um. What's Finn Balor's team's name? Oh. Uh, Judgment Day. Yes, Judgment Day. What? Is it a six-man tag or a one-on-one? I think it's one-on-one, but you know they respect the crews to be in the house. I got you. That should be a really good match, AJ and Finn. Yeah, I still don't, don't get how Dominic is still, like, getting pushed to the moon, but nepotism. Serious kid. Yeah, nepotism. Um, yeah. <laughs> we got uh, the Brawling Brutes. Uh, with Drew McIntyre and Kevin. And I'm sorry, I just got to cut off for one second. Yep. The uh, greatest thing to ever happen to Dominic Mysterio yep. is AEW. You think so? Yes. Okay. Because Rey Mysterio had an offer from AEW, and I don't know if you remember this, he wrestled at All In. I do not remember this. Yeah, Rey Mysterio wrestled at All In uh, against the Bucks. I, I want to say it was Rey Mysterio and... Phoenix or Rey Mysterio and Penta uh, okay. against the Bucks. How was the match? Really good. Okay. All right. And uh, Mysterio was going to get an offer from AEW, but WWE yep. offered him like so much more. Right, rightfully so. So, you know, he's been. Uh, do you think Rey Mysterio, do you, when you hear his name, do you think WCW Rey Mysterio or do you think WWF Rey Mysterio? I immediately think WWF Rey Mysterio. What about yourself? I would think so, so now he's you think he's overturned his overtaken his WCW career as far I as think so. Okay. Okay. He was a WWF World Heavyweight Champion, you know. Right. All so that stuff winning the Rumble. Earned more of his career with uh, Vincent and then for sure. Yeah, bigger moments and a bigger audience. Okay. Okay. He might have been better in WCW before he gained thirty pounds. Yeah, yeah, and had injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that Cowboys diet. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. crazy. Him and Eddie Guerrero. You watch their WCW stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then watch them in WWE, and it's like, what happened? You're like a whole <laughs> different person. It was, you know, well, not, not so much Eddie. He he was uh, other than his size, like his his like in ring ability is still the same. Oh, his in ring stayed the same, but that size. Yeah, he blew up. He yeah. blew up. And yeah. Same thing, with, same thing with Benoit. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Benoit looked like a regular dude that worked out a few days a week in WCW, and then all of a sudden he became a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, the last match for uh, so far has been announced is the Brawling Brutes with Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens against uh, the Bloodlines, and that's a War Games match. Okay. So, this might be the... the you know, slight turn because uh, for Sammy and since KO's is his opposing uh, opponent, so they might do a little, little tease on the match. Yeah. All right, I dig it. You know, but um, yeah, so it's lining up to be somewhat decent. Nice. You know, Survivor like Series it. always has been. You know, in the past, obviously, it's been one of the main pay per views. So yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of any other 
wrestling news uh, going down. Uh, do you know any off the top of your head? Uh, news. Let's see. Well, Funkasaurus. Uh, now the oh, Cyrus. Yes. yes, new NWA champion. Yeah. He joins the list of other names uh, like Ron Killens, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Vader, Harley Race. Ron Simmons was only the WCW champion, correct? Correct. Okay. Because Ron Killings was the first ever black NWA champion. Ah, okay, okay. Wait, even before, I thought Bobo Brazil, or was he only WWF champion? Only WWF. Ah, okay, okay. All right. And same thing with, um, like, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, he's like a black wrestler, tall, uh, in the 70s. (laughs) Like he went against, like, the main event against like Dusty and was it Thunderbolt Patterson? Thunderbolt Patterson, yeah. <laughs> was he like? Was he like thinking of him or Ernie Ladd? Ernie Ladd, yeah, yeah, the big cat. Was he ever in the free champion? He was not. Oh, okay, I was not. Okay, all right. So yeah, so Ron Killings. Um, yeah. but, but like I said, he joined a name of uh, prestigious names. Uh, in that regard, uh, yeah. Um, I guess Billy Corgan is. Doing things his way because I just read uh, Nick Aldis is gone. Yeah, I don't I know if that's a work or not. Um, he I think he's gone on interviews saying that he, you know, is pieced out, and I think there might he be some, some feelers that he wants to either you know obviously go to AEW or probably you know with Triple H. I think he'd be better with uh, Triple H in them just be off of his uh, prestige uh, of his character compared to AEW. He might get lost in the sauce. Uh, agreed, you know, and then they can, they can bring back Mickey James too. Yeah, but she she did the rumble. Was it last year? Oh, she did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's and she's a vet in the game, but I think you know with uh I've seen a couple of his matches. Uh, Nick, they're cool. You know, they didn't wow me. Uh, but like I said, he holds he holds like a like a, a aura of like throwback prestige type of like wrestler. I guess you could say. Because he's British, correct? Yes, he is. Yeah, so he sort of has that uh, Regal-esque. Yes. Um, not William Regal, but just a, you know, royalty. Uh, it's like the British, the, yes. Way so agreed wholeheartedly. Uh, I was actually a big fan of the British invasion in TNA. Uh, which yeah, was, was him, him and uh, Doug Williams. Yeah, him, Doug Williams, uh, Nigel McGuinness. Yep, Nigel McGuinness, yes. Uh, I feel like they had one other guy in there, but I don't remember who that was. Right, 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 right. But, uh, um, but yeah, I was a big fan of, of um, Nick Aldis. Uh, at the time, he was known as Magnus. Yep, Magnus. Uh, yep. He was just coming off of, um, I, I don't know if they called it American Gladiators, because I'm like, it was American Gladiators, but in Britain. So I'm like, which, I don't know. Which, which is a dope name, now that I think about it. Magnus. Right? If, if you could go with, like, the one name... You know, character. Yes. Obviously, now, you know uh, his new persona is more like, obviously, like the family man type of. You know, so it makes more sense with the first name, last name, right? But, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, no, I was a big fan of him then. Um, I haven't seen. I think the last match of his I saw was him and Cody Rhodes <laughs> for, for oh, the really? NWA title, however long ago that was. Yeah, the only match, uh, a couple of matches I saw him, he was he would go against up against uh, in 
in NWA is uh, Tim Tim Powell. Tim oh, Tim Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so they, they had like yeah, they had like a program. I, I would watch this. Yes. Um, I was actually there live. Uh, now that you mention it, I'm like, oh, this would have been the last match I think I saw then uh, of Nick Aldis. Yeah. Um, when Nick Aldis beat Tim Storm for the NWA title. Where where was it held at? It was that Combat Zone of all places. And where's Combat Zone uh, out of CCW? Where's it, where's it out of? Philly. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. And nice. Uh, I, was, I happened to be doing security that night for them. So, uh, what did you think of uh, NWA? Um, the new NWA. What's that? The new NWA. Yeah, I haven't watched a lot of it. Okay. Um, well, I'm... Doing the show, what did you think of it? Well, that was so that that was just that one match. Oh, I thought you were doing. Oh, but I was doing security for Combat Zone, so Combat Zone ran the show. Oh, but they had a match for NWA. Yes, because oh. this was before NWA had TV. Now I got you. All right, now it makes sense. And okay. so they were just doing like matches on indie shows. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. But uh, was it? Did they put on a decent match. Yeah, not bad for what it was. Yeah. I would say it's an interesting uh, that was Tim Storm big before coming into Billy Corgan's NWA because I never heard of the man. He's I had never heard of him either. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those things because I, I feel like before Billy Corgan bought NWA, someone else owned it and it was still running. Yeah, um, I know Adam Pierce at one time was NWA Heavyweight Champion. Oh wow! Uh, oh. Yes, um, so I'm like the company's been running, you know throughout time uh, but the talent oh, yeah. levels yeah. were you know questionable um, <laughs> and uh, and that's no disrespect to Adam Pierce like you know props I'm just saying like you think of NWA heavyweight champions you don't think of Adam Pierce yeah um, but uh, so yeah so Tim Storm was the NWA heavyweight champion at the time that Billy Corgan bought the company yeah and so I think it was just kind of a, well, you're the champion and we're going to respect you as that. Because you know? yeah. uh, he's still working a day job as like a principal or something like that. Yeah, he's like 50 some odd years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was uh, like principal during the week and like NWA champion on the weekend. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how, you know, wrestling used to be. You know, guys had the on the indies make a living somehow. I mean, that... It, wrestling was never really like that. Like in the territory days, that was your job. You know, you weren't making necessarily six figures, but no. you were covering like 400, 500 a week. Right. Cause you're doing multiple shows a week. Right. Yeah. And so you think of it in that perspective and for that time period, especially that that's really good money. Yeah, it is. Dude, yeah. I, I'd be thrilled to make 400, 500 a week right now as a pro wrestler. Yeah. Like if I was wrestling the Indies and you could just tell me, like, you know what, GA, like, you're going to wrestle the Indies and you're going to make 400, 500 a week, I would yeah. quit my day job, honestly. I'd be like, you know what? That's enough money for me to live on. Yeah. Well, yes, it's uh, so interesting. But hopefully, Tyrus can uh, bring in some um, new eyes to the brand. Uh, other than YouTube, how do you watch their, like, pay per views? Like, I, cause I only see power on YouTube shows, you know, YouTube channel, but, like, yeah. I think their pay per views are on Fight TV. Oh, okay. All right. I okay. think. Something uh, like that. Was this a good move if you're playing Fancy Booker? Well, Tyrus. Um, I never knew. 
So here's the thing. Tyrus, he's got a lot of attention on him because of uh, he's on Fox News. As a consultant? As, like, a wrestler? Like, what's his no, he's role? A, uh, he's a, um, what do you call it, an analyst? Is that the right term? Really? Pundit? I don't know. Like, he's got his own talking? section of a show. And what's it uh, deal with? Today's talking, uh, basically? What's going on in the world? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's talking world news stuff. I never knew. I never knew he was, you know, in the political field. I didn't either. Um, but I, I learned that, like, a few months ago. <laughs> okay. Have you uh, sat down and watched any of his, uh, listened to his, his insight? Yeah, I watched, like, a two-minute clip of him talking about, like, stock and stuff at one point. Okay. Um, it's actually funny. Um, so I watched the Kanye West interview with Tucker Carlson. Okay. And it was after that I started getting, like, Fox News, you know, stuff in my algorithm. Okay. Like, oh, you liked this. You might also like. Um, and that's when I saw Tyrus. I was like, wait, Focusaurus is on Fox News? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess that helps uh, the brand because, you know, you get uh, some uh, audience. I don't know if they know if he's a wrestler or not. Um, if he yeah, has Well, I, I bet now that he's champion, I bet he brings the belt on there. He's like, yeah, I'm the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the same title that Ric Flair held. You know what I mean? That would be smart of him, bring the 10 pounds of gold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, be interesting to see what, if this was a, a smart move. This is, uh, you know, all this is gone and I've seen, uh, like I said, the, you know, the shows on YouTube and the, the handful of other guys I've seen. Some of them I've never seen before, but you still have um, JTG from Crime Times on there. I think Mac okay. pops up left and right sometimes on the show. Uh, I want to say um, Sado, Sado, he was the Miz's um, like bodyguard at one oh, point. Sandow. Sandow. I think he was or yes, still is. I've definitely... Uh seen him on there right but those are the only ones the other ones I'm not familiar with so I'm like alright if you gonna put a belt on the name where your main guy's gone I guess he's the most reasonable next person in line <laughs> to, to get you mainstream eyes yeah I would think so um, people, based on the roster they have yeah and people throw their fingers either you know they dig the decision or they you know uh, at, at, you know they're disappointed I guess also helps yeah, you know, yeah, uh, which I guess a lot of people are talking about it. Yeah, so yeah, we shall see going forward. Which, uh, and I'll be honest, I've only seen the one two minute clip of Tyrus, uh, so I don't know if people are just like, oh, he's on Fox News, he must be a bad guy. Yeah, or, or has he said some controversial things? Right, and then, but I mean, as an in ring performer, I mean, I don't know if he's putting on five star matches, but uh, probably which, not. Yeah, but what we discussed in the past is not always the bread and butter things, you know. Right. Especially for, you know, your champion. There's a lot exactly. that goes into that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Okay. I will say, I am not a fan of, they don't do entrance music for uh, NWA. Yeah. That's sort of a... Uh, I don't like uh, that. Yeah, they come out very quiet. Yeah. And, but, yeah. You, see, you hear silence and you see like the wrestlers just walk up to the ring. Right. <laughs> It's so off-putting. Yes, uh, but I know it's supposed to be a throwback to like that's how it used to be. Yeah, but things change and evolve for a reason sometimes, <laughs> and I think this was one of those evolutions that was a good one in having entrance music. Yeah, you need to call up uh, Jimmy Hart to get some uh, themes on on a crack. Yeah, right. Oh man, <laughs> uh, Jim Johnson, he's available. 
Yeah, yeah. Get him uh, on the line. Uh, I definitely, definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, but uh, yeah, any other news that you can think of? Not off the top of my head, no. I feel like that's all the, uh, the wrestling news that's been big. I, a, I have a treat then. Yeah. Yeah, I went back in the uh, Wayback Machine, the Internet Archive. So I was, uh, initially I was on YouTube, uh, Rabbit uh, Hole, uh, and I, you know, dangerous. stumbled upon some uh, Osiris videos. Interesting. So, okay. One of the videos uh, at the end uh, was the it was actually the first, um, I guess, music video reel we could say. Okay. Uh, yep. What's up? We all die one day. Yep. So at the end of it, if I wanted more information about uh, Osiris, I had to go to www.osiris1.com. So uh, I did that in the Wayback Machine, and uh, it brought up old Osiris entries uh, from the Live Journal. Really? <laughs> so right now I'm looking at Sunday, January 18th, 2004, where uh, Osiris for uh, his first online journal entry. That's wild. And uh, I will do a brief synopsis uh, of what I am seeing. I so, can't plenty of this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, right now you're staying. Um, all right. So this is a Sunday. So you stated I, I've been extremely busy and haven't had the time in the past. I am back, though. And at this point, should have three kind of matches to tell you about a crazy road trip. But unfortunately, I only have one to show you about and no crazy road trip. I wasn't able to go to the show I had in West Virginia due to weather, which I was bummed about. But, oh well, there will be plenty of opportunities. Uh, I was supposed to have a local show yesterday in Braintree, but that was canceled last minute due to the pipes of the building uh, bursting. Interesting. Can't just get, I can't get a break. Uh, I've been having fun uh, these past weekends. So, spending time with close friends and families. Uh, uh, last night, uh, myself and <laughs> Superfly uh, headed out to check out WWA and Pepper. Uh, decent action. Uh, and my boy, uh, DC Dillinger, Wrestling Paradise. Uh, yes. Being on the card, so that was cool. Uh, a bunch of WFA top rope guys included Mofro, Steve Bradley, Wrestling Paradise. Yep. Uh, we're in attendance at the show to watch DC and Nikki Rock take on Brandon Locke and Tanya, also from WFA. Wow. It was a good mixed tag match and a hot finish. Crowd pop big time. Uh, the main, main event of the show wasn't the best I've seen, but I won't get into that here. Uh, <laughs> this past Tuesday, Tuesday NWH uh, started back up, and I drove up there with my dog, Zach the Ref. Um, <laughs> and his and his buddy, uh, we'll bleep. Um, it was a fun. Uh, I'm so curious. Why are we bleeping his buddy? Huh? Why are we bleeping his buddy? <laughs> I'll tell you off off to. Okay. <laughs> off to okay. Uh, it was a fun trip with the obligatory stop at Popeyes before beforehand. Mmm, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> we, had, we had fun on the way up and back in. Uh, Bleep name. I uh, had a lot of great stories from wrestling's uh, yesteryears. Uh, I just sat back and absorbed what he was saying, uh, learned whatever I, I could. Uh, all right, that's it for today. Till next time. Interesting. Wow. 
<laughs> wow, digging up the crates for real. <laughs> uh, do you remember any of uh, that shows? I, I imagine, obviously, because it's almost 20 years ago, but does any of that uh, come across your memory bank? Um, it's funny. No, the, the West Virginia thing, not at all. Okay. Uh, okay. Like, I'm like, wow, I've, I've never wrestled in West Virginia. Yep. So it's, it's kind of funny that I wrote, oh, well, there will be plenty of opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's funny. I, I do think of my mindset at that time, and I, I was I was ready to take over the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, but, uh, but, but yeah, so, uh, I don't remember that. Um, the Braintree thing, I'm like, oh, that definitely would have been, uh, N-E-W-A. Okay. Um, back in the days with wrestling with the score, uh, yep. the Logans. Yep. Yep. Uh, those good times. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, the, um, WWA show that DC and Nikki against Brandon Locke and Tanya. Um, I mean, that's really going back old school. Yeah, I don't remember that show. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, um, but it's, I'm like, the names, I'm like, oh yeah, all those names. Like, that, that was all I, the only name, the names I recognize is Brandon Locke and Tanya. I'm trying to think of like their gimmicks. Um, I don't remember Tanya. Like, I remember, so Tanya and Brandon Locke both trained uh, with Steve Bradley. Um, okay. And so that's why I, I like I remember them in training class. Okay. Um, so I'm like, oh, I can think of what Tanya looked like as a person, but not as a wrestler. If that makes any sense. Okay. Okay. Um, Brandon Locke, his gimmick was the real deal, Brandon Locke, um, and like he, he just he looked like a, a kind of a stone cold uh, look, like the goatee, short short buzz hair. Uh, okay. Yeah, really good worker actually. At that time, not as much. Yep. Okay. Uh, but but he would grow to be a really good worker. I was gonna say, did you see him go cross paths with him after the fact? Like in the no, future, like, uh, he and I never crossed paths. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. He, from what I understand, um, for Chaotic and for uh, WFA, uh, which was Bradley's company, and once. WFA shut down. I think he did a few more things for Chaotic and then was kind of done with things. I think Bradley's passing really impacted him. Okay. 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 All right. Which, and, and I get that. Like, I'm like, oh, like, if I was, it's funny. I'm like, you know, and I trained with Bradley, but he and I weren't tight like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think about, like, if Slick had passed, like, at the same stage of my career, yeah, oh, that might have impacted me, you know. That makes sense. Where was um Bradley School um at? Dover, New Hampshire. Oh wow. Yeah. So um, would you drive from Waltham up there? Yes, sir. Woo! How many uh what days uh would you go up the train? Uh, I wanna say that was was that a Monday Wednesday deal? I'm trying to remember now. I feel like it was a Monday Wednesday deal yeah. uh that I was up there, if I recall correctly. Damn. So, and then you come back and then work, and you must. Have, it was just when you had the key at the time. Yes. Yes. This was the day of the Bad boy, then. Oh yeah, Kia Spectra, baby. Woo. Okay. All right. Um. But yeah. All right. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this will be a new segment going forward. Uh, as <laughs> 
We will uh, recap the uh, comeuppings of uh, Osiris. Um, okay. Quite a few uh, entries. So that was from really? 2004, January, and your last one was uh, in August. So, yeah. Uh, okay. good Several months of uh, uh, journal entries. Interesting. I'll tell you what's a real shame. Yep. Um, I recently tried to access my old Yahoo account. Okay. And I was able to get in there, but they uh, the whole thing was deleted. There was no, you can't see any sent emails, incoming, even nothing. Oh, okay. and, and that's a shame because in that account would have been, uh, I used to do the weekly newsletter at that time. Really? Yes. I vaguely remember, I think, getting the newsletter, but not so much. Yeah, they were brief. Um, okay. But but yeah, every week I sent out a newsletter and it basically it would say like what show I just did, what show I had coming up the next week, and there'd usually be a mention about eating Burger King. Hysterical. Hysterical, hysterical. But uh all right, cool, 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 cool. All right then. Um well uh what is uh, today's um water jug? Today's water jug says distrucity. What does that mean? Distrucity is the combination of your destiny meeting, uh, coming up with a truce with your reality. I'm confused. Wait, say that, so break that down? Yes, it is your destiny Okay. coming to a truce with your reality. Uh, okay, okay. And okay. Uh, it is a word made up by the one and only ultimate warrior really <laughs> yes don't you mean uh warrior warrior yeah i guess well ultimate no, i think at this point ultimate warrior rest of the no nah, that's good mark though with uh vincent is yeah, that didn't, didn't he pass as the ultimate warrior i thought he passed as warrior warrior i, well, I mean like... they announced him as ultimate warrior because that's the wwe but isn't on his birth certificate not birth certificate but like on his, yeah, you're right. His driver's yeah. license would be Warrior Warrior. Yeah, it would be hilarious if his driver's license this Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Warrior Warrior is pretty hilarious too. Right, but uh, it was the ultimate. Like that'd be yeah. like <laughs> the ultimate warrior. Yeah, but <laughs> what really be hilarious was if his driver's license said Dingo Warrior. Yeah. Did, uh, <laughs> before we, before we conclude, did you have you got the comics correct? I got the what? The comics. Uh, I've at least one of them I read. Okay, do you still have that on? You, uh, do you still have it or no? no. All right. Another shame. I, I my uh, lost in a flood. Uh huh. Was a I had a uh, box of old school WWF magazines, the Warrior comic, uh, some old school PWIs with my really? bloody Abdul the Butcher and Cactus Jack. And they yeah, all got ruined by water? Yeah, it was in my mom's basement. Ah, that's rough. Yep. Ah, that's rough. But, uh, all right, well, I'll see if I can look online. They have, like, uh, scans of it, because I would like to do a, uh episode on the Warriors comic. Yeah. You know, that'd be a lot be of fun. We, we can talk about the eight tenets of, of Distrucity. The the what? Of, uh, the eight tenets? Like, the eight tenets of Distrucity. What's that? The uh, it's like the eight rules. Okay. Oh, so like almost like commandments. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. So I guess on that note, if you want to 
take us out. Uh, this is this is the week before uh, Turkey Day. Well, I like to call it Family Day for uh, this upcoming Thursday. I feel you. I, I'm I'm glad you said that because that's my thing too. I'm like ah, I'm like. I don't know. I'm not, you know, and I don't have anything against pilgrims and all that stuff. Although we, I am Native American, so you know, whatever. You know the history. <laughs> yeah, yep, you know. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not here to celebrate, you know, Thanksgiving and you know Plymouth Rock landing on us. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> but I, I'm all about celebrating, getting together with my family because everybody has the day off. Yep. <laughs> and you know, so we can get together, eat some good food. Yep. And. Um, yep. so, so yeah, I, I, I like family day. That's, that's a good way to put it. Yep. Uh, I'm stealing that from you. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, for sure. Going forward. But, uh, but yeah, no, like we always do about this time. <laughs> yeah. Y'all could be anywhere in the world right now, but you are here. You are listening to us and we appreciate you for that. We hope that you are having a great morning day, night, week, even your year, wherever you are right now listening to us, uh, sending major positive vibes. Hope that you're living a life of distrucity, because until next time, we will be back with Before the One, Two, Three Count. <laughs> <laughs>